Well, I live in Pittsburgh and I currently live about one mile from where I grew up. Oh, I don't know. Wait, you've always been there? Why did I think Babe, you were her like entire in- apartment is Pittsburgh? painted as a terrible towel. <laughs> Can you not see this? That's a lie. There's Heinz ketchup bottles all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most Pittsburgh place I've ever seen. Yeah, I'm eating pierogies right now. Yeah. <laughs> Hello! Hi! Welcome to We Don't Deserve Dogs. I'm Dr. Lisa Littman. I'm Richie Redding, and we have yet another fantastic guest. She's a blogger, she's mother of Labradors, and a fount of information for dog moms everywhere. And her pet parent info has been seen on the likes of The Wall Street Journal and Good Morning America. It's Tori Mystic! (laughs) Hello! (laughs) Yay! Hi! Thanks for being here. Thanks! I want everyone to say my name like that from now on. Just every time? (laughs) Like you just get called to the doctor's office? Tori Mystic! (laughs) It would make the doctor's office a lot more fun, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, you'd you'd seem like a VIP. We're already creeping on your dogs back there. That's just Bert. That's Bert. and it looks like he's got his own Tempur-Pedic pillow. I was is that exactly. Oh. <laughs> no, he he has an entire twin-size mattress actually <laughs> that he sleeps on all day long. <laughs> Does he always use pillows properly? Uh, yeah, and um, I was always a no dogs in the bed person until the pandemic and daily existential dread. I started letting the dogs sleep in my bed, <laughs> and so Bert sleeps with his head usually facing me, like on the pillow next to me, which is a little stinky sometimes, but Mm -hmm. it's cute. Worth it. Is there also uh, quite a bit of dog claw in your side? Sometimes. You know what? My other dog, Lucy, she's the worst sleeper. She's the reason why I had a policy of no dogs in the bed because she, when she was a puppy, she used to wet the bed and that's how she got kicked out of bed. And now as an adult, she sleeps horizontally across and I'm always waking up with like my legs tensed up around my ears. It's horrible. (laughs) She makes you guys into a capital H? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Has she gotten over her nocturnal incontinence? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. We've overcome it. Thank God. But it was, it was an issue for like the first couple years. Crazy. Couple years. Have you heard of that? No, that, that is, that's really crazy. I haven't seen that. So it was after she was spayed. Yeah. I was going to say spay incontinence is a thing. And According to Lucy's groomer, uh-huh. <laughs> she blamed the spaying surgery that she might have gotten snipped a little too short or something like that. No. And I don't know. No. It doesn't really matter whose fault it was because now it's solved, but you know, whatever. Yeah. And I'm going to say hard no to taking veterinary advice from a groomer, even though she may be an excellent groomer. Not the, Did I say groomer? I, her breeder. Also hard no of taking, <laughs> also a harder no of taking veterinary advice from a breeder. Yeah, spay incontinence is a thing. It usually happens very shortly after they get spayed and it's it's hormonal. It's not because of like they get snipped. It's because when we take away their estrogen, estrogen is uh, like one of the things that helps with bladder control basically. And so when we take that away, very rare 
Spain con- I mean, I think I've only seen it like once in my career. So Spain continence is the thing, but it won't get better after a couple of years. It usually just sticks around. Well, we took a like bladder strength supplement. Um, she took that for like a year and that is what solved it. Okay. Well, I want to just put it out there though, Tori yeah. and listeners alike. Everything that Lisa just said was bullshit. Listen to your breeder. <laughs> okay. What happened was they didn't tie her pee tube to her pee hole tight enough. All right. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah. at night totally. is when, when she relaxes it, yeah. that's when that pee hole gets to leaking. Right. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. um that's, you know, look, we've discussed this on here. I, there are good breeders out there. I think breeders know a lot about their dogs and their line and stuff like that. But breeders and veterinarians often butt heads for you said butt heads <laughs> reasons <laughs> uh, because they try to tell us, you know, how to practice medicine, how to, you know, that's it's a tough, that's tough. It's a faulty people. Yeah, for sure. But okay, so you have been you've been raising labs for twenty years. Correct. I have, yeah. I've given you a a gentle social media stalking. Good follow. Good <laughs> Thank follow. you very much for the endorsement. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, but it's very cool that like you're taking dogs on professional commercial shoots and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. So I've actually been doing. I don't know. Calling it acting always feels like a stretch to me, but I've been like modeling in commercials mm-hmm. um, for probably 12 or 15 years. And on a lot of those spots, I've worked with dogs, but it's usually like the the director's friend's dog or whatever home we're shooting at, their dog gets to be in it. So I was really excited. I, for years, I had been like kind of whispering, you know, I have dogs. They listen to me. They're good. And finally, my dogs got cast in a commercial with me. So that nice. was really fun. fun. What was the first commercial? It was for these things that you put on your shoes so you can walk and run on the ice, oh. which I legitimately use all the time in the winter here. Um, so it was it was very so uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm actually doing a thing tomorrow. I'm shooting three commercials that I'm like producing and kind of directing, I guess, for a dachshund company. And man, do I hope these dachshunds it, it, listen. Chloe's not going to be in it. Chloe, I it's, Chloe is my big dachshund. I do call her. She's because she's got the face. I mean, her face looks exactly like a dachshund to me. So it's going to be tough but to pass her off. Though, do you want to mention the company? As a give it could be like a Cadbury Bunny kind of situation where she's like dressed as a dachshund. <laughs> I don't hate that. Yeah, I don't hate that at all. But yes, it's Witzig is yeah. is the company. Lots but uh, so they didn't pay for this shout out. So ladies, if you're listening, come up with the cheddar. <laughs> you know, the cheddar. Yeah. Uh, but no, I'm very psyched about it. But also pretty concerned that these dogs are going to be able to hit their marks. <laughs> it's hard. It's definitely hard. That's it. That was your whole, that was your pep talk. Yeah. It's well, hard. no, have you had commercial shoots where the dog's just not listening? Well, that's why for years I was kind of suggesting that when they needed dogs, they should hire me and my dogs because my dogs listen to me. So a lot of things that I've worked on, they didn't bring in like professional dog actors. Right. Um, it was just like someone's dog. And then if the owner's on set, it's really difficult to get them to focus on me who they've never met before. Um, so it, so it was really nice working with my own dogs and, you know, the, the people working on the production were like, wow, they really looked at you. Like they really loved you. They and I was do. like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're obsessed. Yeah. <laughs>
Lisa, are are you not going to ask the question that you always ask? Yeah, I think it's time to get to it. Well, we want to know how you got to be you, basically, Tori. So <laughs> did you grow up with dogs? Where are you from originally, actually? What state? And did you grow up with dogs there? Well, I live in Pittsburgh, and I currently live about one mile from where I grew up. Oh, I don't know. Wait, you've always been there? Why did I think Babe, you were Her like entire in- apartment is... Pittsburgh. Painted as a terrible towel. <laughs> Can you not see this? That's a lie. Yeah, lie, lie. There's Funny. Heinz ketchup bottles all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most Pittsburgh place I've ever seen. Yeah, I'm eating pierogies right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. There's Got permantis wrappers okay, back there. I don't know what I was thinking, <laughs> but all. okay, so Pittsburgh. Yeah, so I grew up here in Pittsburgh, and actually we didn't get our first dog until in my family until I was like 15, 14 or 15. And then we got another dog when uh, I was kind of finishing high school and I kind of became the person in my family who stepped up and cared for this dog. Her name was Lola. So when I, you know, moved out of the house and everything, Lola went along with me and she really kind of ignited my love of dogs. But you were like 18 and had your own dog? I mean, she was our family dog, um, but I was kind of the one who cared for her. Yeah, but like you were on your own with an, with your own dog at what age? I don't know. I'm so bad with times I, and ages and uh, stuff, but some time ago. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I just think it's like, that's a, that's a serious <laughs> bit of maturity on your part. To like, the, I, I'm just getting at, there is no way 19 or 20 year old right. Richie is, I, I couldn't care for myself. You know? right. Well, my mom was really passionate about my sisters and I being very independent. And so we had to figure out everything for ourselves. So um, when I have like, when I was um, like 16 or 17, I went and studied, I used to be really into art and I still am, but I went and studied art in France for a summer and studied painting. It was through the Rhode Island School of Design. And when the program finished at the end of the summer, I ended up coming into possession of a kitten and (laughs) I was supposed to go home, but through England and in England, you know, they quarantine and I don't know if they still do, but at the time they had to quarantine animals for like six weeks or something like that. And so I didn't have time to do that. So I had to figure out in French when I was like 16 or 17, how to transport this cat from Paris to Pittsburgh, because God forbid, I just like let the cat live its life out in France. I was committed to bringing it home. So um, if I could figure that out, I could figure out like anything. So you were a teenage international cat smuggler. Yes. Okay. (laughs) You're the first of those I've met, if if I'm being honest. And I agree with that statement because getting a cat, getting an animal across international borders is so hard. Oh my God, health certificates. Just shout out to anybody thinking about traveling internationally with a pet. Start early and contact your vet and see what the requirements are because it's This should come as no surprise, but 16-year-old you was more capable than like 40-year-old millionaire Johnny Depp. <laughs> I'm not surprised <laughs> right. by that So but how did you get the cat through? Oh, um, a lot of, you know, high school French and um, just <laughs> persistence, I guess. Um, you know, just keep on asking. <laughs> okay. Uh, that, that's... That, that's that's the power of being a, a cute young girl also. <laughs> like, like, please. <laughs> <laughs> so on to Lucy and Bert then. We're next. Yes, yeah. So so um while I still had Lola, um, like our family dog, when she was about nine years old is when I got Lucy. And um so Lucy was really my first dog that was really, really all mine from a puppy. 
And so that's kind of when my dog craziness like jumped to another level. Mm -hmm. Uh, And when I got Bert is when I achieved the level where I'm at now of dog craziness where we're like signing up for, I just signed Bert up to do barn hunt. Have you heard about this sport? That sounds like so much fun. Um, I believe Dr. Adam Chrisman told us about this, that they put like a rat in a box. Yeah. So Bert is signed up to do this because he just naturally, when we're on walks, like certain cars he'll have to like sniff and search the entire car. And I'm convinced it's because that person probably hit some kind of roadkill or something. Uh, Mm. And in the, in the woods, he just finds bones and things. (laughs) So I think that he's going to be a barn hunt champion. Okay. And did we mention that they are both, they're both chocolate labs, correct? They're both chocolate labs. They're um, they're both nine years old. So Bert, Bird is a rescue. They're not related. People ask me that all the time um, because they look a lot alike and they're the same age. They're like almost the exact same color of chocolate. Um, But I rescued Bert when he was like six or seven years old. So roughly the same age as Lucy. And and yeah, we've been all together for like two and a half, three years. Is only Bert doing the barn hunt? Yes, because I felt like as a dog mom that Bert needed his own hobbies. So Lucy, she's a certified therapy dog. So we go volunteer together. She also loves dock diving and I'll take her to like a dock diving pool from time to time. And Bert hates water and he's not a therapy dog. So he needed like his own, his own activity, his own after school hobby. (laughs) A lab who hates water. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. It happens. Uh, yeah. If I, two things, if uh, if memory serves, Doctor Adam Christman had took one of his dachshunds barn hunting, and it awoke a beast inside of him, and mm-hmm. he went from having like a one out of ten prey drive to eleven. And just went freaking bonkers. And now it's like they have to keep him on a leash outside because he's going after something. He wants that rat in a box. Well, so I live in the city, right? I had a rat in my house several years ago. And Lucy did not bat an eye, did not do anything. And so I'm kind of thinking if Bert does become a master rat hunter, that if we ever got a rat again, he could take care of it. Okay. So this uh, was not yeah, a pet so it was rat. not a pet rat. Yeah. yeah. No, not a pet rat. Okay. No, it was a sewer rat that was <laughs> the fattest, nastiest <laughs> rat you've ever seen in your life. It was horrible. Yeah. Uh, there is actually there's like a literally underground league of rat hunting as a sport in New York that people take their like their terriers into the sewers and uh yeah I just read about that because now I'm like deep into my barn hunt research and I just read about these like vigilante rat hunters (laughs) that is a great term for them yes they are vigilante but like man, you've really got to hate you some rats before you start like opening up a sewer grate and getting down there. Yeah, I mean, and there are diseases. I mean, rats carry diseases, leptospirosis being one of them that can be transmissible to people. So gross. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm all for pet rats. I pet, pet rats are actually very smart and they make good pets if you can take no, care of them. They but they're don't. very different. You're well, they're very different than like our pet rat. sewer rats. <laughs> okay. Dock diving. Yeah. Dock diving is, is something that Lucy just kind of took to naturally. So I think like, you know, all dogs have some kind of like natural thing that they're bred for. And like, obviously labs love water. Mm-hmm. I think Bert loves hunting, so that'll be mm-hmm. his thing. But Lucy, like from when she was a puppy, 
she was probably six months old and she was just the first dog I've ever had who just like without hesitation just leaped into the water um, from her first time swimming. So, um, so we did that a little bit. We went to a few competitions, but there's so much sitting around at all these competitions that it's kind of, it's kind of boring. And I would also imagine that like there's so there's gotta be so many dogs that are just like, Amped. so good at yeah. it and oh. the parents are like are just way too into it that mm-hmm. it's like you know you're not getting top 20 unless <laughs> you have a genetic freak <laughs> yeah so I would rather go there's a there's a dog pool like a dog diving pool specifically for this near me where you can just rent it by the hour by the half hour and just have it to yourself so that's what I like to do because then we just have fun yeah fun. what kind of distance you get well Lucy I think she can, I don't know. I don't want to say because I don't want to say the wrong number. And then people who know what they're talking about are like, she doesn't do that. <laughs> um, so like some respectable Labrador distance, but nothing impressive. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is, this is where Lisa differs. She'd be like, I think it's like 10 yards. Like, babe, there's no way it's 10 yards. Uh, it's <laughs> maybe 10 feet. Like, yeah. yeah just, but, but it was also four feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the story of how you got Bert? Yeah. So um, I had lost my dog Lola she'd been gone for maybe like two years or something like that. And I was just casually looking on pet finder, which is, I don't like, rec- if you're going to just casually look, I don't recommend that because you're going to end up getting a dog or something. So, but I'd done it before where I would go on and search for chocolate labs and just share them on social media. Since I have so many followers, I thought, you know, a lot of my followers love labs. I would go on and do that. So I'm going on browsing, looking for dogs to just, share in my Instagram stories and I see Bert and like a lot of profiles, he had one blurry photo and like almost no description to go off of other than special needs. And so I called just, but something about his photo, Lucy's an English lab. His photo kind of made him look like an English lab and you never, ever see that pop up on Petfinder. So what's the difference with English labs? It's like a, a head size thing. So English and American labs. Yeah. I mean, visually the way that you can kind of tell them apart is the English labs are like, um, boxier. Um, they have like the block head. They also have different fur. Um, it's like more water resistant and like can be wavy on the back. Uh, and they have like shorter legs and a thicker tail. They're just kind of like stockier. Snooty accent, say the C word casually. Yes, they they order great poupon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. And so, so anyhow, his it just this like I don't know this like really sparse profile. I was like, what is his story? What's about this dog? So I called the shelter and I talked to them for like 10 minutes and found out that he'd been in the shelter for over a year. Oh, wow. The woman, I was like, well, can I come see him? Do I have to like schedule it? She's like, you can just come like he doesn't get very many visitors. And that was like the <laughs> saddest thing I'd ever heard. And I was like, I'm coming right now. And so, trust me, hon, he's available. <laughs> <laughs> so I went out and I met Bert and he was bouncing off the walls. He jumped on me. He was so excited, but just knowing labs, like I just knew he needed more exercise and he was probably just bored and not, you know, not getting enough walks. And, you know, I just thought with all that I have access to as a blogger, you know, I can interview experts and 
ask to try different food and different things and review it on my blog. I just thought that I could give him a really fair shot at life. That's so sweet. And what, tell us about the special needs part. Yeah, so great question. Um, so his special needs that he has is he's epileptic. Oh. And so when I got him, he was on a lot of medication. We've since been able to kind of wean it down a little bit. Um, and in the two and a half years that I've had him, he's only had one seizure. So it's doing really well. Yeah, that's great. That's really great. We always say, I mean, the goal of, do you know how many seizures he was having before? They didn't keep very good records. Yeah, so it was right, just kind sure. of like word of mouth asking right. the different volunteers what they'd seen, but there wasn't like yeah. a record of what had happened. Got it. Yeah. So you mm-hmm. really had no idea what you were taking on. You could have been taking on like a dog with like refractory, crazy seizures. And I mean, we always tell people like the goal is typically to reduce seizures by about 50% to get them down by about half of what they were. Um, so we don't really ever hope to like hear them, but but that's great. So you took on nothing you knew about and turned out that it it's not that terrible. But obviously you go and you see neurologists regularly with him which I think is great, um, or like whenever you need to. Yeah, we go in and get blood work done like twice a year. Um, yeah. He just had it done recently, and his pheno levels came back at like 19.7, which I guess is really good. Or Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's phenobarbital is one of the anti-seizure, pretty common anti-seizure medication. Um, and yeah, you do blood work uh, twice a year to make sure that like his liver values and all of the, or it does not affecting any of like his organ function or anything else like that. Well, so, I'll go ahead and say that you're doing God's work by adopting a, a special needs dog, but also dancing with the devil by swiping right on a blurry profile. <laughs> I mean, well, she that, went to go see him. She wasn't right, obligated to take him home, right? But I mean, you know, if if the if the He's dating a lab, like if how? the dating metaphor of that was to carry mm, over, don't, don't go see that blurry faced guy <laughs> with no I, profile no. info. Well, I think swiping right on a blurry dog photo I would do any day <laughs> but on men I usually swipe left on like 99 percent of the photo <laughs> yeah even not especially a, non-blurry ones a, a blurry picture and uh and, and there's no info and you're like hey so like what's your story why do you want to know like, okay. <laughs> keeping it moving yeah but with guys like if it's if the photos are too good you're like, this is fake. You're suspicious. Yeah. Very <laughs> suspicious. Are you yeah. on the apps? Of course. <laughs> yeah. What's the, the, the Pittsburgh sitch? Is there a lot of guys holding up fish? What are they doing? There's some, <laughs> there's some fish. You know what I think? There's a lot of guys. I think the guys put up photos that they think are cool or that they Hell think yeah. other guys would <laughs> think are cool, but they don't think about what women would think is cool. So like no. they're always like standing next to the Stanley cup or golfing. That's the, the Stanley cup is the most Pittsburgh shit. <laughs> that's so, funny. so that's our version of the fish. Yeah. Well, but now supposedly it's a lot of, uh, a lot of people bragging about their vaccine, right? Yeah. I've seen a little bit of that. Yeah. That's, uh, I've seen posts I mean, about I'd, that. I like, date that. Yeah. Well, but but it's like people are just like putting an emoji of a needle. So Uh you don't know if they're vaccinated or if they're heroin enthusiasts. (laughs) (laughs) Just a drop of blood. And they're like, I'm a vampire, actually. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They awesome. Yeah. Do you have any questions for the good doctor? Sure. Oh, I always have dog questions. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if I'm ready to me. 
So my dogs are getting older, right? And I'm always, I, I think I overthink all the joint stuff for them, especially because they're labs. And I, I'm just like so worried about them getting older and limping around. And, you know, sometimes Lucy will start limping now if we've gone on a really long hike and then she sleeps in a weird position or something. So, you know, I've got all the powders, the glucosamine chondroitin, like senior dog joint supplement powders. But then I've also got this other stuff that our vet recommended, Duralactin. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we've also got CBD. Mm-hmm. And so we, I kind of like rotate through all of them. Like I'm not consistent. And I was just wondering if it is better to like give, to pick one and stick with it or to give all of them all at the same time or to kind of do this like staggered approach that I do. Yeah. I, uh, that's a good. I mean, and I'm there, we're there because Chloe's 10 and she's large breed dog. So it's something that obviously is, is personal for me now. By the um, end of every walk, Lisa's asking me if Chloe's walking funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad much. I'm not the only one. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, and so, uh, and of course I have to ask him, even though I'm the professional. Well, um, I'm, I'm the one taking the video so that the yeah. specialist can see it. <laughs> Every, <no>. um, <laughs> no, but this is something I'm definitely really passionate about. I actually just had um, a, I did a consult for her myself with Dr. John, the vet guy, I think is his canine physical therapy on, he's, he's a, he's a, veterinarian who specializes in canine like sports medicine and physical therapy. And so we did Duraloctin was one of the things actually that he mentioned. But yeah, so the glucosamine chondroitin supplements, fish oil. So actually fish oil is actually the only thing that's really proven for osteoarthritis, even over joint supplements. So if people can only do one thing, I say do use the fish oil because it's actually so anti-inflammatory. It's great for skin health, heart health, joint health, uh, eye health, like everything. Um, so there's the glucosamine chondroitin supplements. There's the um, fish oil. There's duralactin. So duralactin is like a milk protein that's like anti-inflammatory. And then there's, you know, for dogs with more severe arthritis, things like NSAIDs and um, Adequan, which is an injectable, kind of like an injectable glucosamine and chondroitin supplement. It's very safe and pretty easy to do at home. And then there's, you know, and then if it gets bad, right, we talk about like NSAIDs, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, like doggy Advil basically, but don't give your dog Advil. It's very toxic. So yeah, so I'm really into that. And to answer your question, I think I think you, you can do them all. They all work by a little bit different mechanism of action. So that's kind of the role with drugs. Like you never want to take two drugs that do the same thing at the same time, right? Like, so you wouldn't really take like Advil and Aleve. That's, that's a big no-no because you're basically compounding effects. But if you can take drugs that work by different mechanisms of action, like pain control for anyone, for people or animals, like post-surgery, we usually do like an NSAID, like like Advil and an opioid, right? Like tramadol or whatever people, Percocet, hydrocodone, whatever people take. So those things all work by different mechanisms of action. They each have a different, they each work on different like receptors, neurotransmitters, pain pathways, things like that. Like the anti-inflammatory, the the fish oil is very anti-inflammatory. The duralactin is like a milk protein. So yeah, they all work different ways. So I, I think you can use them all together if they'll eat them. I would use them. I try to give Chloe like a hundred supplements a day. She's the worst eater. She's so finicky. So I wind up rotating or like picking something. I choose my battle that day because it's really hard to give to her something. But I do think consistency is definitely best with these things. Um, and yeah, give them all together. But so 
That's it. Ask your breeder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks for your advice, Lisa. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go ask the breeder and then breeder. <laughs> yeah. see what she says. We really we really love that. Definitely. And then let your vet know. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll ask the groomer too, just to be sure. Exactly. Yes. Definitely. I mean, I love. Look, I'm not capable of cutting Chloe's nails. I have a groomer. I love the luxury groomer, Annie. Shout out to you Good who luck. does her nails. Yeah. That. She's way I'm better at it than you are. Way better. I'm just not not I, I, able. I'm useless. Yeah, so. I mean, I'm just. Yeah. I manned up yeah. and learned how to cut their nails, and I do right. feel like really competent when I do that. Yeah, we're well, learning now. Well, but. Chloe has the, these long mm-hmm. ass. She has she's tree crazy trunks for nails. Long nails. She has a really long, quick, and she is the biggest vajay in <laughs> the world, and the slightest bit. It's. It, you've mothered the girl is the problem. Well, yeah. And that's, there's the no problem with The slightest bit of discomfort there's, and she howls bloody murder. There's no And you feel like this. the biggest asshole <laughs> in the world yeah. when you hurt Chloe. We're, so, yeah. We're, we're, well, we don't do that anymore. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Like I have to hold Chloe and she's trembling. She starts getting hot. <laughs> I start getting hot. Yeah. It's Lisa's stressful. sweating. It's there's, stressful. there's pheromones all about. It's gross. <laughs> it's just gross. It's stressful. <laughs> it's a lot of Yes. <laughs> I did Lucy's Lucy's a big baby about it too. And I was doing her nails the other day and I cut one and she like screamed and was yeah. like, Oh my god. And I, I thought I had hit the quick or something, and I hadn't even. It was just she's yeah. just dr- dramatic. Right. It was like, even the, the pressure on it will make them scream sometimes. That's Chloe's deal. Yeah. There's a thing that went viral this past week of a uh, a pug that hates getting its I nails saw, trimmed. Ugh, I can't stand that video. Dude. I mean, I just, people think it's funny. To it's me, I just screaming. see a very untrained, terrible, tortured dog um, and owner who thinks that it's funny, but it's not. There's I, a lot of everybody really thinks bad nail trim videos on the internet. Right. Yeah. But like, I, I mean, know. if my dog did that, it would never get his nails trimmed. No, of course not. It's I mean, no, like, need, the, that dog needs drugs. It needs to be trained. It needs to be done in a fear-free way. Like, it's actually not funny. It makes me very angry. But this is, you Ruiner. know, this is what you get when you ask me, right? You I know. Ruiner. I know. We had I know. a lot of I know. Hillary, my, fun my best, going. My best friend had- sent it to me and was like, I can't stop laughing at this. And I was like... Oh God, you don't know what I don't know what I think about this. I'm gonna just ruin it for you. So yeah. One of my friends sent me the video of the girl with the peanut butter on her forehead trimming her dog's nails and was like, This made me think of you. And I it took everything in my body just to be like, Thanks. <laughs> because I was like, this is the worst thing for this reason and this reason and this reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I ruin everything. I always tell people I ruin everything. So Yeah. 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 You you really have sent many an otherwise fun yeah. animal video the way of of, of yeah. guilt when yeah. it's like I, I'm having fun with it. She's like yeah. it has a brain lesion. Like <laughs> cool. Well, a lot. Yeah, a lot of the videos that we see are actually like cute neurologic disorders, and that's okay. I think that's fine because like the animals live with it and they're fine. So like I think that's fine. But yeah, anyway, whatever. Okay. okay. We have prepared for you, Tori, a Cosmo style personality test to better get to know Bert and Lucy. You're going to answer these on a scale from one to 10, if you would. Let's go with gram ability. How are they doing on the gram? 10. Both of them? <laughs> on like Instagram ability? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 10 out of 10. Equal 10s. Yeah. Mm. Mm. This gives me gives me pause. Well, okay. Here's the explanation. Lucy is really cute and photogenic because she'll smile. Bert's not a smiler, but people on the internet just love him so much. So he's got 
people just love him, even if he's not smiling. So Lucy will take the cute photo, Bert kind of mean mugs, but they get equal love. Okay, your explanation makes me buy it. Savagery. <laughs> Lucy is a 12 out of 10, savage. Yeah. Bert is... Bird is not. Bird's like a three. Unless he gets his, uh, he gets a, a nose full of rat. Yeah, unless he finds a, a deer leg in the woods or something like that, then he's not going to let that go. But he's very sweet about it. Like he won't let go, but he doesn't make you feel bad. <laughs> but but for real though, is, Lu- is Lucy bonkers? Lucy's a little bit of a savage. Yeah, she's she's just nuts. She's like in your face. She she's the loudest bark you've ever heard. She's she's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go problem solving. Um, they're both really good. You know, we do a lot of puzzles again because I'm just such a mom. We have like activity time, uh, and I make them little busy boxes so they have to get their dinner out of these boxes. So they're they're both really good puzzle solvers, problem solvers. A busy box. I've never heard of this. So I don't throw away anything, any packaging that we get, whether it's like a strawberry container or an Amazon box, I save it all. And then I put like a little bit of their dinner in each of these boxes and then I put it together like a Russian nesting doll and then they have to take it apart. Really? Yeah. Brain games. Enrichment. Have you known about these busy boxes? I mean, they're not busy, but she creates them. I mean, you got to get creative. Yeah, I call it a busy box and I just make it. It's like DIY. They love boxes. Yeah. It's like you take the toy out of the box and they just want to play with the box. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And you don't you don't have to buy a, what is it, Marie Ottison? And, and Nina, Nina Otteson. Otteson, uh <laughs> puzzle. We have the Nina Otteson puzzles too. Yeah. Um, she has them all. But these don't cost $60? Well, yeah, my, mine is just your free packaging that you were going to throw away anyhow. So, so the, the only downside is for your recycling guys because they're getting lab slobber all over their cardboard. <laughs> the recycling guys think that like an alligator lives here, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Street smarts. That's a good question. You know, they're probably neither of them are very good at that. I, I would give them both a four. Okay. Is, is there any evidence of this? Well, I don't know. I just think that they're very codependent on me and each other, and we're always together. Um, but Bert was originally found as a stray. I think that's part of the reason why he is, he just finds food. Like when we go on a walk, you have no idea how many apples. He loves apples. Like my my first dog, Lola, we used to walk and she would find McDonald's and pizza and all this stuff like on the sidewalk. And you don't know how much food's on the sidewalk until you walk a lab. But Bert Mm -hmm. finds apples, whole apples almost every day. And um, so he wouldn't, he would not starve, but... I don't know how long it lasts. Is there an apple tree near you? No, I think that kids like toss them out of their lunches because they don't want them. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Special skills. This is hard. I, like They both are special. So Lucy's got her therapy dog and her swimming and we go paddle boarding. Like, so eight or nine out of 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Bert with his, with his um, foraging skills, I'd also give him an eight. Okay. I'll accept it. Um, This is very, very stressful. (laughs) You're doing great. Don't worry. Final question. How bougie are they? (laughs) You know, I don't think they're very bougie. It's funny like how I think my dog momming style has changed. I think in the early days of being an Instagram influencer, everyone was like, take a picture of this cute collar or this cute bandana. And now I'm like, we're hunting rats. (laughs) (laughs) So... (laughs) We've become a lot less bougie and a lot more like 
I don't know, rough around the edges. There, there's officially, I will go on the record, say nothing bougie about ratting. <laughs> <laughs> Bert, the rat king of Pittsburgh. I like it. Yeah. It's got a certain ring to it. it well, you have been a fantastic guest, and there's only one thing left to do, and that is to determine if you, Tori Mystic, deserve docs. You know what it is. It's time for a quiz about dogs and shit. Question one. According to the highly scientific process of asking the internet, the labradorsite.com determined the answer to the question, which color of lab is the calmest? Was it yellow lab, chocolate lab, black lab, or silver lab? black labs. Oh, they said it was yellow lab. I knew it was not chocolate. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Their survey says yellow labs are the calmest and sweetest. Chocolate labs are wild and rambunctious. Yeah, I think that's the most important part, as long as you know that it's not the chocolate lab. Black labs Mm -hmm. are patient hunters, and silver labs are winerimers. Wine maraners? Silver labs are not. I tried to say it right this time. I can't say it. First of all, let me just uh, interject here. Silver labs are not wine maraners. Why not? Because you can't say the word. Why not? <laughs> okay. Um, but also silver labs do come with a, they can come with a host of genetic abnormalities like color dilution alopecia, uh, which means they can just lose their fur for like no good reason, as well as other inherited genetic diseases. A Lisa, lot of silver dogs. You being any smart any silver dog. So like just don't get like super excited about a silver They're dog. wine rhymers. Do your homework. Not a wine maraner. Wine maraners are supposed to be silver. So any dog that you don't see that's not like Doberman's labs that are not normally silver, question this and do your research before you go and get them. Silver labs are like genetically modified labs. Well, yeah. And they come with genetic disorders. Um, But you're you're pretty much right. I would have said black or yellow too. So that's, you're right. Thanks. Wait, wait, wait. Are you trying to <laughs> give her this question? And like I said, the most important part of this is that you know that chocolate labs are still the local. Wait, wait, chocolate are labs you, are yeah. not the common. Yeah. What kind I'm of- I'm giving her the question. Participation yeah. trophy grading is the this? Question. There's two questions all right, left. Two, all right, Jordan, let's go. cut out all of this. No. Okay. <laughs> question two. In 2019, a Labrador named- Alfie made headlines for being Britain's chonkiest chunk. He weighed 12 and a half stone or 79 kilos or 175 real pounds. How did the representative from the RSPCA describe him to the press? Did she say his mama so fat, she brought a spoon to the Super Bowl? His mama so fat, his blood type is donut. His mama so fat, her car has stretch marks. Or he was like a big blob with legs in each corner. I'm going to go with the last one. I don't think it was a fat mama joke. <laughs> that is correct because in England they would say his mom so fat. That was very astute of you. Yes, and also full disclosure, the rest of those uh, yo mama jokes were from the internet. <laughs> you needed but, to li- you write jokes for a living, you needed to look up yo mama jokes. You think I'm going to Wait, do you think I wrote those? <laughs> yeah. Those. I mean, I don't know. No, I know. They this don't look like episode. you. No, okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Spoiler. The re- this is question three. Spoiler. The reason that Alfie got so big is actually depressing as shit. Why, according to the DailyMail.uk, did he become such a chunk? Was it because he was left abandoned for five years in a spam factory and ate dozens <laughs> of spams a week? Was it because his neighbors put out an offering to Buddha so that their ancestors would be protected and Alfie 
ate those offerings, damning those deceased to a tortured afterlife? Was it because his elderly owner was in cognitive decline and kept forgetting that he fed him? Or was it because he never learned how to poop? (laughs) I'm going to go with C, I think. Yes, that is correct. Um, It's basically the ending of the movie Memento, but just a horribly sad true life story where the elder feeds him you think you should tattoo yourself every time you fed the dog like one day done right and you got to feed him and look him in the eye Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) you're you're gonna remind me buddy but either way it might be depressing as shit but it turns out you you deserve deserve dogs dogs. you did it Um, two for three by the way not pooping not being able to poop is a death sentence thanks babe you're welcome i it's i had a cat with that couldn't poop and we got well, euthanized. Just when we thought we were going to take this out in a high There are note. reasons you can have like... <laughs> Please. There are reasons. Episode <laughs> over. Yeah. But we'll hear about your cat that couldn't figure out how to poop another time. Yeah. But, Save uh, that story for sad. another episode. Yes. Uh, Tori, plug your social and your blog if you would, please. Yeah. Come and find me. My blog is wherewagrepeat.com. <gasps> it's W-E-A-R. And on social media everywhere, I'm... T Mystic for Tori Mystic. In addition to my blog and social media and everything, I also teach petpreneurs how to grow their businesses online. So I have online courses and a membership um, for people like dog trainers and groomers and makers and all kinds of people to learn how to grow their businesses using social media and e-commerce and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. This was great. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys. Thank you so much for listening to We Don't Deserve Dogs. I'm Richie Redding. And I'm Dr. Lisa Lippman. Yeah. And you can find both of us at our respective handles, those exact names, at Richie Redding, at Dr. Lisa Lippman. And uh, I just want to give special thanks to our editor, of course, who is Jordan Aaron, and our executive producer, King Joffrey himself, Jeff Umbro, of The Podglomerate. And you can find more of their shows at thepodglomerate.com. Some of the music in this episode comes from Breakmaster Cylinder. Make sure to check out the sponsors you heard in this episode because that really helps provide the show to you free of charge. Let them know we sent you. It also really helps people to find the show if you rate and review on Apple Podcasts or share an episode on socials. Tag us at We Don't Deserve Dogs and let us know what you thought. We'll see you next week when we return with another episode of We Don't Deserve Dogs. All content provided on We Don't Deserve Dogs is for informational purposes and entertainment value only. None of the content on We Don't Deserve Dogs is intended to constitute third-party veterinary advice or any other third-party professional advice. The content We Don't Deserve Dogs distributes or transmits should not be considered as a substitute for any type of professional veterinary advice. Nothing on We Don't Deserve Dogs is intended to be used as a veterinarian's diagnosis, veterinary treatment, or any other veterinary service and should not be relied on to affect the medical therapy of any pet. Nothing transmitted to or from We Don't Deserve Dogs can replicate a true doctor-patient relationship between yourself and a veterinarian. Your dependence on the content of any information found on or transmitted by We Don't Deserve Dogs is at your own risk. For veterinary care and advice, please see your veterinarian. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.